Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Or they assume that, well, you know what my job title is at that place. So it's common knowledge that that's what I would do every day. But there's so many jobs and roles and tasks out there. You've got to spell it out. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and some support when you're looking for that new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're here to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em, mixing it up a little bit in the intro there. I reckon there's going to be listeners out there who like say it along in their head as you read it out and you like totally threw them off. Well, I get sick of saying the same thing and I get sick of you (laughs) saying to me, hey Em and welcome back everyone. It's just like... Say something else. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. But I listen to my favorite podcasts and they do the same intro every time. And I like say it along with them. So if you're out there listening to this, I want you to tell us. Comment on Spotify. There's a little comment thing that you can do. Send us a DM, send us an email, send us a carrier pigeon. Do you like the intro knowing that it's going to be the same every time or should we mix it up more? Let us know. I'm here for the mix up. But who are we shouting out to, giving a whoop, whoop, woohoo shout out to this week it, because I'm not good. It's on- never been whoop, whoop. It's woohoo. Because woohoo. Do you know what I was trying to do? In my head, I had the hands, you know, the two hands with the raise the roof kind of. <laughs> I was trying to say that in words, but there are no words for that. I thought whoop, whoop was kind of the best thing. Anyway, this is why I don't change it up because I'm not good ad-libbing. Go for it. Okay, so we are shouting out Marissa who bought us two coffees. And side note, I love your name because Marissa Cooper in the OC, I just (laughs) love her so much. What a cool name. Marissa said, I never thought I would see this day. Today, I accepted an offer for my perfect role with an amazing company. I've been struggling to get an offer over the past two years. I've been on and off job hunting, but this time I knew this was the perfect job for me and I had to be 100% prepared. I searched for podcasts to help me and that's when I found you lovely ladies. I have never felt more prepared, confident and calm going into an interview. Five one-on-one conversations. I'm exhausted just listening to that. (laughs) She's got three exclamation marks. I think she gets how ridiculous it is as well. Yes. She says, I left each one feeling amazing and listening to your before and after episodes gave me that extra boost of confidence and reassurance I needed. Side note, 
I listened back to the after episode the other day because we record these and then we never listen to them ever again. And so I forget what I even said. And it was so funny how I said, like, I said, you're allowed to call two people on the way home (laughs) as well as whoever you live with because it's not enough to debrief to one. Also, I wonder with all these people that are listening to the after, if everybody's listening to absolutely everybody by Vanessa Amorosi. (laughs) Yes, we have had some messages about that saying, how have I been sleeping on that? That is the best hype track. And I'm like, yes, Vanessa should be paying me at this point for royalty boosting. I wonder if we've had referrals onto Spotify clicking from that episode onto that song. (laughs) I would love to know Maybe we should make a playlist, Interview Boss playlist, and it's post-job searching like hype music. Okay, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. We're recording this a little bit in advance, not very long. It's not very much time for us, but we're going to make that. And Em, I'm delegating that to you because I'm not the playlist person. You are the playlist person. I'm on that. Emma used to do a playlist for each year and she'd theme it with something with your name in it. I'll read them out. So do you still do it? 2018. No, I've, this was back before I worked full time. I'm too busy (laughs) for this now. So the first one was in 2018 and I made one called Imagine, like E-M-M-A-G-I-N-E, Imagine. (laughs) The next one was Eminent, like imminent, but eminent. And then the next one was Immaculate. 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 (laughs) I think that's my favourite. And then the most recent one was Emergency. Emergency. Oh, no. Was that a bad year? No, it was more just like of a doof playlist than my other ones. Yeah. I don't know. Was Imagine really like wispy, like, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot one. How could I? It's one in a million. One in M. M (laughs) That one doesn't work as well, but. Yeah. I'm sure it does when you see it written. It's just hard to say it out loud. Yes. Yeah. Great. Well, you are designated pod playlist maker. We will make a playlist and it's going to be linked underneath this episode. post-job interview bangers or yep. something. Yep, something we'll like that. You know. Anyway, back to Marissa. We're so rude. We're stealing her thunder. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Let's get back to it. Sorry, Marissa. She said she was listening to the after episode, which is how we got here, and that gave her an extra boost of confidence and reassurance. You helped me fill the gaps during those torturous waiting periods until I got moved to the next round and finally got that offer. Now I can move on to your episodes that will help me crush it as I transition to my next role. Thank you both so much for your funny, witty, and much needed content. And most importantly, thank you for helping me believe in myself. You're the best. Oh, I love that. And do you know what I really loved about this message is that we know that we can help you be more confident, believe in yourself and all the advice you need. But I really, really love that she was able to just fill the gaps while she was waiting. And it's like, she's not even necessarily going to be able to use the advice because she's just waiting to hear what's happened. Like in between the stages of interviews, but it's something that you can do that makes it feel like you're being productive without you doing the wrong kind of things and panicking about it. We're here to reassure you along the way so that you're doing the right stuff. Or 
flip that. We're here to like put blinkers on you that they put on horses to be like, just shh, don't think about it. Just keep plotting along. You'll find out soon. Shh, don't listen to that. Those woo-woo people on TikTok that tell you you're doing it wrong. Keep your blinkers on. Stay in your lane, sis. You're doing good. That's exactly right. Now, if you want results like Marissa, but you need a little bit more help, check out my one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you liked one of our episodes, you used one of our tips, you particularly like one of our episodes or you have thoughts about our intro, send us a DM, but you have to follow us first or send us an email or something like that. And we could make an episode for you next month. How good is that? Now, today's episode is all about in your interview answers, when you're giving examples of your stories, we are going to focus on the situation and why it's the most important bit, describing the scenario. Yes. We feel like this is maybe a little bit neglected in answers. Maybe people try to focus too much on the outcome or like they don't paint enough of a picture. So we're diving in specifically to interview answers, describing that situation, how to nail it. It's for a behavioral answer. If we're thinking about the STAR method, we've talked about this before. I don't know what the S and the T, they're not different. I don't understand that. I think throw the T in the bin. It's just S-A-R. And then I don't like S-A-R. And then there's car as well. Anyway, it's the same thing though. We're not reinventing the wheel here. We just call it something different. We call it the situation, the what I did, and the end result. It's a story that you're trying to tell for a behavioral answer. Now, in all of my interview coaching sessions, everyone I talk to has something slightly different that they need feedback on, but most people, the vast majority of people need help working on their situation. And if they only changed one thing about their interview answers and if it was working on the situation, that would have a massive impact on the quality of their answers and how good their answers were actually sounding. So, I'm being a bit extreme here saying it's the most important bit. If you didn't do the others, it would just be the background info and it would be a crap answer. <laughs> like, so that's you can't baby. have it on its own. No, but it's why I think it's the most important one that you should improve because I think it's the most impact you can have improving something from just a base answer. So I'm kind of assuming here that you've got each section already covered. This is where you should spend your time taking it to the next level. So- What kind of information do we need to include in this situation? Well, I like to think about it as telling a story. And I think we've given this example before, so we're going to bring it a little bit back. If this was a fairy tale, fairy tales work in stories as well. You get the background info, then something goes wrong and there's the actual story, the what actually happens. And then you get the end result, the happily ever after. So I always go back to Rapunzel. I think it's because I really liked Tangled. I really always loved the little chameleon guy. Like I thought he was really cute. Uh, What's his name? Raphael? Did I just make that up? Let me look it up. Pascal. See? Close. Pascal. (laughs) Raphael. (laughs) Same energy. I went to think pastel. I'm like, no, it's Pascal. He's very cute. Anyway, so if we imagine that story in the situation, what I did end result format. Let's imagine that we just skipped the situation and we went straight to the what I did. Well, the what I did is Flynn Rider riding through on his horse and coming and climbing up and rescuing the princess. And it's a bit like, well, are they dating? Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, I don't know, whatever. Why did he do that? Yeah. And then her seeing the lights and then finding out that they're about her. Well, I don't care because- 
I don't even know that she was taken from her parents. Like I only care about those things. Because we didn't get to hear about her trauma. Exactly. I only care about those moments in the story because I had the background information and I know why that's important or I know how that's relevant or I know how much of an impact that that might have in that moment. Seeing her standing on grass, you'd be like, what's wrong with her? Why is she so excited? But knowing the background and she's never been outside... It makes a lot of sense. The Tootsies have never touched the grass before. Yes, exactly. So what's meant to be in the situation? Em, give us a little intro. What's meant to be in there? We want the background. We want context. We want to know why it's a problem, what else was going on. So the background could be like, in my job, we have to upload data to the system every day. And I was doing the data entry leading up to my bosses having a massive management meeting. Then the system crashed. That's a problem because the management meeting was going to have no data to inform their briefing. And also we had just lost somebody and we were short-staffed, if that was a thing. Totally. You set the scene. Why do you think that people skimp over or don't do enough justice to the situation? Do you think my thought is because you're the one that does it every day, so you can almost assume a little bit that they it makes sense. You're like, yeah, well, when we're doing this, but you're not. They're like, I've never done your job, so you need to almost really elaborate on all of the situation. Totally. Do you think that's it? Definitely people assume that I can connect the dots way better than I can really connect the dots. You're like, oh, well, I'm uploading the data. And I'm like, what data? Like, why is that important? Yeah. I have no idea. And even if you're interviewing with your current boss in your current company, you still have to point this stuff out because it shows that you understand why these things are important. So there's a few things to it. But yeah, I absolutely think that people are in this stuff every day. So they forget to go back and explain and they just think that, oh, oh yeah, well, if you don't know that, I guess it is hard to kind of understand. So they skip over it. Or they assume that, well, you know what my job title is at that place. So it's common knowledge that that's what I would do every day, but there's so many jobs and roles and tasks out there. You've got to spell it out. And it's okay to spell it out and have them nodding like they understand. That's completely fine. Nobody's ever going to think, oh, you're giving me boring information here. It's important to cover the context. I think the other reason people skip over it is that they just are really excited to get into the what I did part. They think that that's the most important. And so they don't spend time slowing down. So if you rush, you might fall into this trap of skipping over the situation part. The other type of person is the person who's like just a brief kind of a person to begin with, who just doesn't say much, doesn't go into much detail. They might have this problem with all of their sections. They actually just need more detail as a whole. But I do think it's often that they don't understand how to turn this into a story or they haven't stopped and spent any time thinking about, hey, in order for this story to make sense, What do you have to know first? That's what I want you to be thinking about. But they haven't reflected on that. And so they just go, well, one day when I had to do blah, 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 I went and we'll get into some examples that'll make a lot more sense a little bit later. So what happens when you see people not give the situation justice? Well, sometimes your whole answer doesn't have the impact that it should. Like that punchy, like it doesn't have that. Yeah. I'm not that impressed because I don't really have the context. And so the what I did has good detail, but it just doesn't land because you haven't set it up properly. The other thing, I think this is probably the most common, is that you don't do yourself justice. 
actually what happened, the real story, the true story of what actually happened is normally way more complicated. You overcame all these obstacles. It's this huge thing that you did. That's why it's a best bit. Often people are telling me, hey, this is a best bit. And then they say the story and I'm like, oh, it's not that impressive. But I have a bit of a hunch, ask them a few more questions. Oh my God, it turns out they did three people's jobs in one. Like there's all this stuff that they tend not to mention that makes it impressive, but they haven't done themselves justice. Also, you can struggle to imagine it and just kind of be lost and zoning out. Yeah. The interviewer can't then make connections in their own head because you haven't painted a picture of what was going on at the time before you go into the details. And when you're painting a picture of, oh, we had a manager who you know was really busy and they often weren't available for us to ask questions and they're going, oh yeah, we have a person like that. Like They're making connections of you and this role and what they're dealing with and trying to understand and imagine the situation. And the final thing I think is the most impactful is that your result isn't that impressive because a lot of people do this. They say something like, well, the situation is I was entering in all of this data and something went wrong with the system. And so I blah, 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 blah. Here's all the ways that I fixed it. And I was able to get the system back up online. And I'm like, well, is that even important? Is it even important that it went online or is it just like, you know, just better for it to be online than offline? I don't get why that's important. So your result is not impressive. Whereas if he's like, it meant we could not sell any products. We're losing $100,000 a day if we keep the system down. Yeah, totally. You have to give me that context or else your result is like it doesn't land. And then if you said, oh, it's $100,000 a day, the system's down, blah, blah, blah. Here's all the things that I did to solve it. And I got it online straight away. I'm like, wow, you saved $100,000. Do you see what I mean? It's the same story, but your result meant nothing if you don't set it up properly. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Time for some examples. Yes. So these are real examples that I've actually borrowed and changed a little bit from some of my interview coaching clients. I'm going to use these because I think it's really helpful to use like real life ones. So they might be like super niche of the actual example, but I want to show you how you can understand them, even if you have no idea what this job is. So I'm going to say it the first time with covering the situation, but it's not going to be amazing. And then I'm going to do it again with a different situation. And Em, I want your thoughts as an interviewer, what changes between the two? And I don't want to do these like really short, fluffy ones that we kind of go into. I want to make it sound real because I think sometimes our examples, we're just trying to demonstrate and it makes it sound like your stories should be really short. And I'm like, no, you need detail. So I'm going to do a really actual one. So this, to give context, this person I did a coaching session with was working in bush regeneration, which basically means replacing a rundown area with natural species and getting rid of weeds and pests and that kind of thing. Super niche, but... Go with me. 
So Sarah, thanks for coming in today. Can you tell me a bit about your experience with developing a team? Yeah, sure. So we were working on this particular bush regeneration project, and this one had a pretty complex grassy ground layer. And those kinds of um, ground cover are really hard to manage if you don't have the knowledge and experience in plant identification. So in my team, I've got Joe, who's really experienced. He has very solid plant identification experience and he really doesn't need to be told what to do. He can go off and work independently. He knows exactly what weeds and invasive species to target and exactly how to target them. So what I did was when the schedule allows it or the budget allows it, I'll pair up a team member who doesn't have that much experience and I'll send them out to the site with Joe. And what that does is increase the experience of the newer person and share Joe's experience around with the rest of the team. I also spoke to Joe as well and asked him to make sure that when he's got this person with him, I want him to break down how he's making certain identifications or why he's making a certain decision so that they're not just observing him and having to work it out themselves. He's actually taking the time to pass on that knowledge. And overall, those pairings build up their knowledge and techniques and their exposure to different things. And I otherwise really wouldn't be able to send them to those types of jobs at all because they don't have that knowledge. So they're getting onto complex projects with a lot of support. Short term, it is a bit more time consuming and expensive, but in the long term, I know that's really important. And the overall impact of that has meant that my team have gotten a lot smarter and have pushed through a lot of tricky projects. And they've started actually making an impact on the sites at the end of the day. We're achieving a much more natural bush regeneration look. Excellent. Right? It's a good answer. It's an excellent answer already, right? Now, let's imagine that the what I did and the end result don't change. So I'm actually not going to do them again. Just imagine that they are exactly the same as I did them last time. I'm only going to change the situation. And keep in mind, when I spoke to this person I was talking to with this coaching session, this is the truth, what I'm about to say. It's just that the first version didn't cover any of this stuff. So I am working on a particular bush regeneration project that has a very complex grassy ground layer. And what that means is that there's a lot of invasive species that actually look a lot like native species. And what can happen if you're not able to identify those properly and really get into the details of exactly what plant is what, you can end up treating for the really obvious kind of invasive species and getting rid of them. But the ones that you've missed and you haven't identified after we leave the project, they can actually end up completely taking over that site. So even though it looks good short term, we haven't really done our job and the client ends up not happy because we've missed an invasive species and we let it take over. So it's really important on these complex grassy ground layer projects that we send someone who has the real knowledge and experience to really identify everything that's there and know how to appropriately treat it. So in my team, I've got one team member who's really, really solid in that space. And then I've got a few other team members who really don't have that much exposure. And it makes it really hard because I can only really send that one particular team member to those projects. So my overall goal is to try and develop the whole of my team capability and share that knowledge around. So what I did was, right, Amazing. I'm stressed. I'm like, not the invasive species looking the same, <laughs> not us going to kill off the nature because it looks like a weed. I'm stressed. What are we going to do? Is Joe on it or not? Do we have an oh app? Oh my God, Emma, 
You just nailed it. Do we have an app that can identify? No, you need Joe. That's the thing. You can't. You, there's no app. You I'm need hooked. Joe. I'm hooked. So, I'm on the edge of my seat. And the thing is, I want you to know, this is what actually happened. That's the truth. That's the real story. That person was not doing themselves justice in that first answer of like how big of a deal this is. Because the first version, it kind of just sounds like, well, I'm just sharing the knowledge around. I'm helping people get better at their jobs. There are real consequences. It was a good answer. Like I felt like, oh yeah, wow, you answered that well. But I didn't have any powerful feeling after. I was like, okay, poor Joe is just the smart one and has to bloody share his knowledge with everyone. Like, (laughs) He has to to do things slower so that he can pass it on. the thing that you added in about like the client also ends up unhappy because they haven't done the job properly, like so much better, so much more detail. And what you nailed in your reaction, the goal of your situation section is when you get to the end, you want your listener to go, well, what did you do? That's exactly what you want them to say or think to themselves because that's what you're about to tell them what you did. Now, I'm not saying you should be overdramatic at all, but I'm saying you need to do yourself justice. Paint the picture. Don't give away the ending either. You just made me think of an example and I need to write it down. One of your stories? Yes. Should I tell it? Go for it. Tell it off the top of your head and then we can brainstorm together how to make the situation better. This is an amazing example. Okay. I can't remember exactly what was happening. I'm a newsreader. And so I went in to go read my news and the studios were down. We were having some kind of power outage or something. The news wasn't going to be able to go to air. And I've got like two minutes and miraculously, our tech guy came upstairs. He was across it. And I was like, my news is in two minutes. What are we going to do? And he's like, oh, 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 I remember I set up a backup system years ago for this very reason. And I'm like, well, how does it work? And anyway, so I had to read the news from where I normally sit writing my news in my office, not in the little news box booth, right? So I'm on the computer. The clock is counting down. The clock is counting down and he's trying to show me quickly and I'm trying to remember because it's a totally different system, different buttons. Like normally it's muscle memory, me reading the news, right? But I'm in there and then we realize with like 30 seconds to go, in my studio, the radio plays like through speakers in the roof so that you can listen out for when, you know, your news is coming up. We've got to listen out for a specific ad and that's when we know. And I went, wait, there's a delay in here. So in my studio where I write the news, there's a 10 second delay. But when I'm in my studio where I'm meant to read the news, it's live. So I've gone, so I can't listen in here and know when to go. So what are we going to do? And then I went, you're going to have to go out there. So he went and stood our, where I sit at my desk is glass panels. So he went outside the corridor and stood in the middle position where I could still see him just, and he was also standing close enough that he could hear the live feed. So I'm hearing nothing. Normally I'm hearing the countdown and my music intro. I'm hearing nothing. And he's there going like this and just points at me. So I have to look up and just start reading. And then we did it and it was great. (laughs) Did you feel stressed? Such a good story. I did feel stressed. But here's what I would do. And this is what happens when people do like a brain dump, like a word vomit of the story that they're thinking of. You want to capture all of that. Write it all down. Get it out of your brain because you're at this point, you're remembering what happened. Then you need to restructure. 
Because what I noticed that you did is you set the scene really well of like, there's this much time, everything went down, here's all the problems. But then as you were telling the story, there was more background information that you had to give of where your desk is versus the thing, the 10 second delay, the fact that you normally have that, there's a thing that you normally listen for, all that info, you were kind of having to stop the story and be like, oh, and so my desk is over here and then the thing is actually over there. So then he had to stand in the middle. Like it was almost like it took away from you saying, oh, okay, I have an idea. You're going to have to stand in the middle because you had to explain why the middle made sense. Like it kind of took away from the flow of the what I did and the rescuing because you had to go back and give background info. So I would reorganize that so that you were going, okay, here's the situation. I normally do the news. I write it at my desk and then I read it in the booth. And when I'm in the booth, I'm hearing everything live. When I hear it outside, it's what's the public's getting and it's actually 10 seconds behind or it's... Oh, and I also should have added somewhere in there that if I had have just been listening from my desk, what the public would have heard is 10 seconds of dead air, which in radio is a crime. Yes. So that's what you have to paint as like the problem. Where you want to finish it is systems are down, IT guy has arrived, but, and you have to do it from your desk, but you're 10 seconds behind. The public would hear 10 seconds of dead air, which was obviously not an option. And then that's where you stop your situation. And so the listener's like, what are you going to do? So I had to learn this system, do it without the IT guy with me. I wrote down some things. I had all my mouse ready to go. And then I suggested that he go and stand there and he gave me the countdown. So I had to have my headphones on and blah, blah, blah. And Hearing silence and just blindly trust a point and uncomfortably start reading and I can't hear myself. And also like the tech. I like queuing you in with the radio. Like it's completely out of both of your kind of jobs to be doing that. But that's where you could kind of really build up that situation and explain like how you then came up with that idea for him to help, how you stayed calm, how you got through the rest of the news read. What did you do at the end? All that stuff you could go into. And then what was the end result? Okay, well, we got it done and we got it fixed for the next hour. But painting the picture in that situation because it's so high pressure, game changer. Imagine if you fluffed through that and you're like, oh, well, this one time, you know, the systems went down. So what I did was, well, I had to record from my desk and it makes it sound like, well, I just recorded in the backup studio. No, this was an emergency. This was terrifying. It doesn't do the real story justice. I'm not saying you need to make this up and like hype it up more than is true. I'm just saying you need to make sure that they understand what actually happened. So I'm hoping those examples really helped you understand how, and maybe agree with me, that the situation is the game changer. That's where I want you to focus if you're trying to take your interview answers to the next level. What do you think, Em? Do you believe me? Don't skim over the situation. Don't skimp on that sitch. It's not catchy. None of it's catchy. (laughs) We need something catchy for these things, but it's not working. We'll make it catchy (gasps) one day. Can we make it? S to the I to the M to the P. Squirrels? Squirrels? Squirrels in my pants. Situation. I made a decision. (laughs) And the what's P? The outcome. The the posterior (laughs) result. The positive result. Positive oh. result. Squirrels in my pants. There's squirrels in my S- pants. S to the I to the M to the P. Squirrels. 
Squirrels? Squirrels in my pants. I hope uh, that our listeners are Phineas and Ferb fans. I'm sure they are. Look, I just don't like that there's four. That's the only problem that I have with that. But we might have to roll with it until we find something better. Yeah. If you have any recommendations, comment on Spotify and tell us yeah, how we can absolutely. make this acronym sound sexy. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that subscribe button in Apple or follow on Spotify or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how you guys have helped us hit the charts over and over so we reach even more people every single month. For more advice, inspiration, some fun, savable tips and some behind the scenes, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>